oftentimes when talking about the dump divers in the WNBA or when I point out the temporary popularity in women's college basketball, the same popularity that is going to disappear once Caitlin Clark is forced to become an entry-level trash collector. When I point out these obvious truths in women's basketball, I sometimes receive emails from parishioners of Woke United Methodist accusing me of being a misogynist. You don't like women's sports because you have a resentment towards women. I happen to love women. I'll watch women's softball at the college level. I have never seen a group of cheerleaders that I didn't enjoy watching. I just find the WNBA to be painfully boring. It's unwatchable. I feel the same way about women's college basketball. Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, they are both amazing basketball players. But if you gave me two options, with one of them being women's college basketball and the other being watching the NBA, I am choosing the NBA every single time. That doesn't make me a misogynist. That makes me a realist. Well, Casey, that's not a fair comparison. You're comparing college athletes to professional basketball players. No, I'm comparing the professionals in women's college basketball to the professionals in the NBA. Have you ever watched the WNBA before? That is the very definition of amateur basketball. But the same people accusing me of misogyny, they are the same people who will be accusing Caitlin Clark of benefiting from her white privilege. They're also the same people who will outright refuse to defend women against men invading their sports. There is a war going on right now, and I'm not talking about Ukraine, not talking about the Middle East, not talking about the one-sided political war between John Biden and Donald Trump. Orange man bad! And I wouldn't even call that a battle since John Biden is facing an extreme disadvantage of entering a battle of intelligence unarmed. The war I'm talking about is the war against women. The same women the shit fucks in the mainstream media claim to be defending. Oh, the media, they are all about defending women when they can use them to fit their narrative. When it comes to abortion, the media will blindly support women. When it comes to feminism, confusing gender roles and relationships between men and women in an attempt to destroy the traditional family, the media is all about it. But when it comes to defending women against biological men confiscating their opportunities in sports, the media, they choose to exercise their right to remain silent, or even worse, they support it. The movement of transgender athletes, it seems to, it seems to have subsided just a little bit here in America. For a while, it seemed like we were talking about this on a daily basis. Lately, that just hasn't been the case, but just because it seems to have subsided here in America, that doesn't mean the movement is losing steam in Canada. Two weeks ago, Seneca College and Centennial College faced each other in a volleyball match. Now, me personally, when I think of volleyball, I think of women in bikinis on the beach. At the collegiate level, I think of women in t-shirts on a basketball court. Either way, when I think of volleyball, I think of women. Apparently, the fine people of Canada, they have different standards when it comes to selecting participants in volleyball. Each team has six players on the court. Now, I'm not an expert in math, but when I multiply six times two, I come up with 12. 12 positions, 12 opportunities for females. That's how it's supposed to work. Not in Canada, though. No, 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 no! We must be inclusive. Oh, 
inclusion. If it wasn't for diversity, inclusion would be my favorite word. Our friendly neighbors in Canada, they want volleyball to be inclusive. They want volleyball to include all women. Meaning if Pierre has an identity crisis and decides to become Claire, he's allowed to make the volleyball team, which is exactly what happened two weeks ago in this game between Seneca and Centennial. Didn't happen once. Didn't even happen twice. The inclusion was spreading faster than Preparation H at Club Shay Shay because they allowed five biological males to compete in this volleyball game against women. In the interest of equity, they at least had the wherewithal to spread the inclusion around. Three potential birthing persons who overcame toxic masculinity were on one team, the other two were on the other team. Meaning 42% of the players on the court came into this earth without the ability to get pregnant. Five opportunities taken from females so the new and improved females could fulfill their dreams of playing volleyball. When someone sent me this story earlier this morning, my first question was, where in the hell are the adults? Who sanctioned this? Who allowed this to happen? I know volleyball isn't a sport that involves a lot of physical contact, but volleyball still has the potential to be dangerous. Matter of fact, there's already been a couple of instances in Canada where women have been seriously injured competing against the newbies. According to the Post Millennial, the first incident happened back in November where a female entered the game fully healthy, left the game with a concussion. Back in November, I don't remember hearing about that. Do you? Where in the hell's the mainstream media? What happened to all of this emphasis on player safety? Remember all those years of fake outrage in the NFL where the mainstream media was pretending to be concerned about player safety? Second injury occurred on January 22nd. Two days! Two days before this game between Seneca and Centennial. Imagine my surprise when I find out this second incident involved one of the players from Seneca. The injury was caused by Franz Lagardas long ago in a galaxy far, far away. And when I say long ago, I mean last year. Franz was competing on the men's volleyball team. Upon entering our galaxy, Fran decided to check female on the gender spectrum, chose to compete against women. What happened to common sense? When I was growing up, this was never a problem. You had a men's team, you had a women's team. If a dude decided to enter the female locker room, his ass was suspended. Today, if a dude enters the women's locker room, the women are expected to be welcoming. They're expected to allow him to exercise his rights. Come on in. Are you having cramps? The tampon dispenser's on the wall. Look, look. No one is saying that transgender athletes shouldn't be allowed to compete in sports. No one is saying that. I don't have a problem with Leah Thomas dreaming of competing in the Olympics. If you want to compete in the Olympics, fine. But do it the right way. The way I see it, there are two ways to do this. Number one, you create a separate division dedicated to transgender athletes. But the problem with this approach, in most areas... There's not enough transgender athletes to fill the team, much less fill a division. Which means there could be only one way to solve this problem. 
you compete against the gender that you were born with. If you were born with franken beans and you decide that you want to be a woman, that's fine. That's fine. Go get that dress, apply that makeup, change your name from Dan to Fran. But if you want to play basketball, you're not competing against Caitlin Clark. You're competing against LeBron James. One of the few, hell, possibly the only media outlet that chose to cover this story in Canada, it's a site called Rebel News. Now, I'm not too familiar with them. Matter of fact, I had never heard of Rebel News until I came across this story. After the game, they were speaking with customers at the Indoctrination Center. We don't call them students anymore. That term is kind of antiquated. We now refer to modern college attendees as the indoctrinated. Rebel News, they were speaking to one of them after the game. Now, I don't know how this exchange started. From what I gathered in the video, this kid approached Rebel News and wanted to be on camera. Once the conversation wasn't going his way, he tried to play the victim. Now, I am using he, him pronouns here to describe this young man. I'm assuming that I am abiding by the woke commandments by applying he, him pronouns. think I'm safe here. I don't think I can be charged with a violation. I mean, he didn't have his preferred pronouns tattooed on his forehead, so how in the hell am I supposed to know which pronouns he prefers? I'm sharing this clip with you guys because... This is what happens when the indoctrinated are faced with the truth. They can't argue their points on merit, so what do they do? <laughs> Watch for yourself. You think no, we're no, no. very this topic though, and why are you filming me? You don't have my permission. Uh, we don't need your permission. Okay, we're in a public so then space. Why are you talking to me then? Uh, well, you came to oh, us actually. You came to me. Uh, no, no, you came to us. Disrespectful then. Huh? Why are you being disrespectful? I, why well, am I being transphobic? Why? Am I being transphobic? Shut up. What? Oh, wow. Answer my question. Did okay? we trigger you? No, you didn't trigger are me. Are you trans too? Do I look trans to you? Uh, who knows these days? Okay, so why what about you characters? Back? How about you guys? No comment. I hope you can go rot in hell, you Wow. What happened to Love Trump's hate? Did we trigger you, sir? Or ma'am? Okay, first of all, I wasn't talking to you, so shut the up. And you, well, I don't care if you. Wow. I don't know who that was talking off camera, but I thought it was a nice touch when he asked, what happened to love Trump's hate? <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> As I was watching that clip earlier, I kept asking, why is this young man so mad? What are you so upset about? I mean, this dude was asking a simple question. Do you support biological men competing athletically against females? Simple question. Yes or no answer. If you support it, explain why you support it. But you see, that's where the problem comes in. That's where all those catchphrases from deacons at Woke United Methodist completely fall apart. Follow the science. Follow the science. Follow the science. Yeah. yeah, it's follow the science unless we're talking about female athletes. At that point, the argument changes to follow the laws of inclusivity. Anytime I'm watching a debate or an exchange like this and I notice one person getting angry, to me, they automatically lose all credibility. When the truth is on your side, there's no need for you to get angry. There's no need for hostility. Maybe this young man was hostile because he is paying or his parents are paying thousands of dollars every month and his college professors have him completely unprepared for reality. You know, 
I can come on here every day and talk about this. Nothing is going to change. Hell, Riley Gaines has built a platform where this is pretty much her primary focus. Now, has Riley Gaines made an impact? Sure, sure. But this will continue to happen as long as females allow it to happen. You want to solve this problem? It's going to require sacrifice on your part. You have to be willing to take a stand. If you want to solve this problem, refuse to compete. It's really that simple. But give me your thoughts on this. College volleyball game in Canada, where almost half of the players were born with Franken beans. What happened to player safety? Where's the mainstream media? Also, give me your solution. Should there be separate divisions for transgender athletes? I already gave you my solution. Hell, I actually gave you two solutions. The easiest being female athletes refusing to compete. But give me yours. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate each one of you guys and your continued support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys later.